0: patreons
1: hey guys how are you it's been a while i know we miss you we're sorry
0: we are um but we're okay i'm busy and i suck is essentially what this (laughs) comes down to you're
1: just busy and you're busy
0: and that sucks
1: and that sucks you don't (laughs) suck you're
0: just busy i'm just busy and i'm sorry um but we have a mini episode brand new for you guys today we're taking you to two new locations uh, Lake Shawnee Amusement Park, and the Demonic Goatman's Bridge. Demonic? Yes.
1: Oh.
0: I mean, you know, I like to go all crazy with these <laughs> locations. Um, so we're going to get right. started with Lake Shawnee Amusement Park. So, Arch, what do you got on the history of this... Per- Bing! Bing! <laughs> what do you have for, for this one? This is actually a lister... Suggestion. Oh. Uh, my friend Takuma suggested Lake oh, Shawnee. okay.
1: Rock on, Takuma.
0: Yeah, thanks, Takuma. We love you, even though he's not a patron. Um, but I told him that we'd do the episode. He was like, you should do Lake Shawnee. I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. I think I will. Okay. Yeah, I'll text him after this and told him. tell him we did it. Okay. All right, so what do you got?
1: Well, Lake Shawnee Amusement Park is in West Virginia, United States of America. Lake Shawnee Amusement Park was crippled long before local entrepreneur, conley snydow broke ground for the circular swing at least that's what most locals think ask anyone familiar with the area and they'll tell you no one should have turned the grassy field into a carnival
0: i agree a thousand percent have you okay again before we get too into it have you ever heard of this no no of course not no why do you keep asking no me
1: this? why do you ask me these <laughs> silly questions <laughs> <laughs> sorry When Snidell purchased the property during the 1920s, he had no idea it had witnessed decades of bloody unrest. Lake Shawnee's restless past originates in the 18th century. During the late 1700s, Mitchell Clay brought his young family out west. They established an 800-acre farm and raised 14 children. Tragedy struck the Clays in 1783. A Native American tribe slew two of the children while Mitchell was out hunting. They kidnapped one of the other children, a boy, Ezekiel, only to burn him at the stake. Clay retaliated with the help of other settlers. He tracked down several Native Americans and killed them. The scarred homestead was never the same. The Clay property... The Clay property... I don't like this
0: story. I'm leaving. (laughs) And there she went. (laughs)
1: <laughs> the Clay property didn't attract much notice until the 1920s, when Snydow appeared with his rides on attractions. Circular swings, a water slide, a dance hall, and a speakeasy. He also <laughs> added a pond... I think that's what a lot of amusement parks are missing. Right. Species. Now they're all family-friendly bullshit.
0: What the hell?
1: <laughs> he also added a pond and a swimming hole, complete with canoes. At some point... Things started to go wrong. Lake Shawnee fans know the facts intimately.
0: A little girl died. Hand up. I'm I'm, just, I, I'm a Lake Shawnee fan, so I know the facts intimately. So that's why I'm just raising my oh, hand. Jesus Christ. No more okay. rum for you. Oh. <laughs> I'll just take it to the speakeasy then. Fine. Fine. Lee
1: Shawnee fans know the facts intimately. A little girl died on the swings and a boy drowned in the pond. Fuck you, Carrie, put your (laughs) head down. Quit saying the sentence. All told, (laughs) roughly six visitors died during the amusement park's brief history. In 1966, the attraction was abandoned. The cheerful turquoise red and green rides slowly faded and flaked. Before too long, the rusty skeletons surrendered to the restless undergrowth. That is a... I like that sentence right there. (laughs) The rusty skeletons. After 20 years, another businessman approached Lake Shawnee. Gaylord White thought the Sleepy Meadows seemed ideal for future neighborhoods, but as construction crews tore into the grass and soil, they unearthed bones and Native American artifacts. Mm. It turns out the amusement park sat atop an ancient burial ground and most of the skeletons belong to children.
0: Yeah, okay. So, everybody knows that I'm not a fan of that kind of supposition. Mhm. Um, but in this case, it's actually true. So, I can I can't be like, that's such bullshit because it's actually accurate. It Arche-
1: archaeologists believe the remains had been there long before settlers moved west. Was the Clay family cursed too? Sounds like they were. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it does. The White family decided not to challenge fate. Instead of developing into community lots, they left the burial ground and rides intact. That means Lake Shawnee will continue to stand as a true Mercer County highlight. And I failed to mention at the beginning, I found this information on mercercounty.com. Oh, okay, okay.
0: Um, have you seen the photo the photos of this? I, I have creepy, right? Yeah, very much. so. super creepy. We're gonna um, include them in our um, on our patreon. So it is. It's haunting. and um, it, it's another one of these locations that is always on most terrifying places in America and and which by the way, Travel Channel has been running like a marathon of most terrifying places oh. <laughs> this week, so while I'm working, I've got it on. Oh, Lord. Yeah, I've got a long list now of <laughs> oh, mini episodes for the Patreons. Um, so we got a lot of really cool <laughs> fucked up shit coming your way that you pay for. Yay. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Um, yeah, so Lake Shawnee is... is um, it's really creepy to just see these... Uh, uh, Ferris wheel and that spinning swing ride that mm-hmm. they have at like all the state fairs that's just like rusted and... Like o- overgrowth and like foliage is like growing up the Ferris wheel. It's just really disturbing to look at, and then to think that it's haunted as well. <laughs>
1: so what do you what have you got on that?
0: I have I've got some I've got some cool stuff. Um, I do want to start my part. Um, oh, before I forget, I got my information from brettmccracken.com dot com, dot com, and then various YouTube videos. Okay. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So I do want to start my part with this. This was written by Brett McCracken um, in his article, The Existential Allure of Amusement Parks. Oh. So amusement parks attract the masses because it creates a space set apart from the real world outside its walls. In its enclosed world, they create a dreamland where visitors worry about little and wonder about much there are sensory spectacles aplenty the g-forces of a roller coaster the sounds of a parade the taste of a funnel cake cynics might say it is simply the pinnacle of consumerism Hmm. costly diversions to distract us from work and sickness and stress and death but is diversion such a bad thing i don't think it is right i mean i really
1: don't No, as we sip our cocktails yeah
0: i mean (laughs) cheers clink here we go um he continues isn't our need for occasional escapism simply part of being human a reminder that we all stir and long to reach the perfect world we're wired for he goes on and concludes with but for a time these places provided generations of people not only an escape but also an invitation an invitation to imagine the possibility of a world where wonder and awe and thrill and delight were not exceptions but the rule an invitation to pay attention to the wiring in us that finds rest and contentedness in a place that has been prepared for us. An invitation to remember those sweaty nights of happy screams, parades, and booming fireworks in the sky. And to look to a future where the park will never close. Oh, And so that is um, just an excerpt of his article, The Existential Allure of Amusement Parks. And I found that... Really interesting. When I started doing my research, I was like, "What is? Why are amusement parks so amazing and wonderful? Even these little like, because this, for all intents and purposes, sounds like just one of those, you know, side of the road mm-hmm. kind of places. It mm-hmm. was fairly small, maybe a handful of rides. Um,
1: but as the article states, it's 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 an escape it's an escape if even just for one day you can forget exactly. about everything and just have fun
0: and just have fun yeah um so this particular location um was featured on travel channel's most terrifying places in america <laughs> uh, the discovery channel's ghost lab and abc's 10 most haunted places in the world so to this date Visitors of the park actually report unique and different experiences that can only be described as paranormal. So that kind of encompasses a wide umbrella. I think you and I Mm -hmm. have, through the course of this podcast, we have discussed a number of things that could fall under the paranormal umbrella. Oh, for sure. For sure. So um, one of the most popular things is that there are visions of a little girl playing on the swings um, is very common, um, as are sightings of children near the Ferris wheel. That's probably one of the, the things that I find makes this amuse this abandoned amusement park. Number one, it's abandoned. Uh, number two, it's haunted, and number three, it's haunted by children. Hmm. Really makes it creepier. Yeah. Really makes it creepier. So, um, there are actually also cases of a little bit more um, insidious happenings, and then we need to add that to. The dictionary, the the H O A H podcast dictionary of words to use more often, insidious. Hey, <laughs> I mean, holy wow! All right, uh, sorry guys, we just took a, a brief pause to make sure that there wasn't a car getting ready to crash into my fucking house. <laughs> um, where was I? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh right, insidious. <laughs> Good God. Okay. Um, So there are also cases of more insidious happenings. Apparently a TV crew, which again, a lot of shows have been filmed at this place, Hmm. um, but a TV crew member, apparently, this is terrifying, was trapped in an abandoned ticket booth, even though the doors have no locks. They were locked inside. That's scary. That's really scary. Um Again, it's believed that you can still hear children laughing, um, and some people claim that they will still see one particular swing moving all by itself. Yeah. I'm going to get back to that story. There's a reason for that one swing, and I'm going to get back to that in just a second. But um, visitors have also heard footsteps, mysterious chants. Oh, And then, of course, children are, like, the most common thing that people hear, which I think is sad and scary. Ghost children scare me. Um, (laughs) Oh, yeah,
1: they're the the creepiest.
0: For sure. So, um, (laughs) Uh, Gaylord White II told the Travel Channel that, quote, Sometimes the seat will start to move underneath your hand until you feel cold air blowing through the seat. And when you get to the middle, you feel something warm, and we believe that's her spirit, this little girl who plays on the swings. Um, He is the son of a man that used to own the property, and he said that even he's seen the little girl with her dress covered in blood. She looked at me, and as long as she looked at me, I couldn't move, which I would be a little terrified, too. Mm
1: -hmm. Um,
0: I'd like to think that if I saw a child standing in front of me covered in blood that I'd immediately like snap into action and like race to help them but I think you would know a ghost child
1: yeah don't you think probably yeah
0: okay so this little girl she apparently was there at the, the amusement park with her family she was on the swing and I mean if you guys have been to the state fair they have that ride where you get in the swing and it's basically like like a child toddler swing that you see at parks Mm -hmm. so you get in there's a little bar that goes down over you and then the swing starts to spin and then the swings kind of like there's a mechanism at the top that has them swing out Mm -hmm. and then you you like are in this i mean there's no cage around you there's nothing it's terrifying but i love the ride so much Mm -hmm. and you just kind of swing and you kind of like go up and out and just around in in a circle like Mm -hmm. a merry-go-round yeah so this little girl was on this particular ride when the um, there was a, a, a soda delivery truck showed up and was backing in oh, to no. the park. I, I'm not entirely sure. I mean, it's not like your typical fair. It's not like your typical amusement right, park. Right. So I don't guess there was a specifically designed or designated rather loading dock. But the, the truck delivering the soda backed up and backed into this ride, hitting the little girl and killing her instantly. So that, um, that happened about, um, around 50 years ago was when this little girl lost her life. So, um, the white family who ended up being one of the ones that had, has owned the land in, in its, you know, duration, um, The family won't actually speak of any personal creepy Lake Shawnee experiences, but he does say, however, the younger son says that his father had an encounter with this little girl who had lost her life on the swings 49 years ago. He says, quote, Dad was on the tractor mowing the field and he kept feeling a weight on his shoulders. He didn't know what it was, so one day he felt the weight and he turned around and the little girl from the swings was there standing behind him on the tractor oh my uh she was in a ruffled dress and she just appeared there like she wasn't there when he started like mowing (laughs) you know what i mean like she wasn't there the whole time she just all of a sudden was there um he wasn't scared but the only thing he could think of was well if you like this tractor so much i'm going to give it to you so he got off of the tractor right then and there and left it sitting where he. Stopped it and noticed her. Oh wow! It is still sitting where he left it in the late 1990s oh, after he God. saw this girl. Wow! Yeah, so that's a very popular. Um, so if you if you go to YouTube and you 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 search this park, there's a lot of paranormal investigation groups that have YouTube channels, and when they go to this park, they this tractor, seemingly, in the middle of the land, he literally just was like, It's yours, it's shut yours. it off, <laughs> left it there, and it stayed there. So it's a very popular um place for paranormal investigators to go to try to like capture evidence and stuff. So but it, it does seem very out of place. Mm. I think th- I love the story. I've always loved that story. Um so Jewel White, a daughter of this man, uh says she worried um that her husband and her oldest son might not be happy with the changes that the, the the family had made to the park um because they were these are the folks that were in charge of they've turned it into a halloween ed, um, event wow. so you can go and they turned it into this halloween event so they're still able to like make money off of it and things like that so they did make some changes to the park and um this woman jewel white says she was worried that her her husband and her oldest son might not be happy with the changes because they didn't really want to change anything about the park or they call it that halloween campfire week which no no i'm not (laughs) gonna go one i am an indoor girl so camping no um (laughs) uh camping in a haunted amusement park for a week no couple days, overnight, six hours. I will do that as long as I know that I can leave whenever I want. (laughs) That's okay. I'm brave to that point. But if you are going to be like, spend a week camping in this haunted amusement... No. 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 Mm -mm. I talk a good fucking game for being a (laughs) podcast co-host. But I have my fucking limits. And (laughs) this is one of them. (laughs) So... There is also an abandoned school bus on the property. And I never did, and I don't know if you came across it in any of your research, mm. I never did find a reason as to why that, that bus is there. But apparently it has some paranormal oddities about it as well. Okay. There was once an image captured inside the bus. Um, uh, <laughs> and there's also security video of um, shadows in it. Oh. Which is weird. Uh, the security video also, um, there is a video of the Ferris wheel safety bar on one of the seats because I told you there was one of the Ferris wheels there that has like growth mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. Um, the safety bar on the Ferris wheel, security video has caught that unfastening in the middle of the night when nobody's on it or around it. I think that's weird. That is weird. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> um, this woman who, who saw the security video, she showed her husband and, um, her husband, um, he was, was very particular about this Ferris wheel. Um, he always worried about the lock on this woman's husband who, who, when they own the property, right. he was worried about the locks on the Ferris wheel. Like, what do you call those carts seats? Right. What do you call those seats? Seats, I guess. Um, so her husband was always very worried about the locks on them. Um, so when he passed away, she assumes this person who's lifting and raising these bars and locking them, she assumes that this is her husband. Oh, going through and making sure that That all everything is locked down. That everything is, yes. Oh. I think that's wonderful. Um, She said, it makes me happy. She said as she watched the video with tears in her eyes. I'm just so glad to know that that he's here. Even though I already knew it myself, I have this so I can prove it to others. Which I think is, yeah, I think is is amazing. Um, There have also been uh, claims of Native American chants echoing through the trees. Uh, I don't like it, but I also, I, I, this is historically accurate. They're, this all happened. The Mitchell Clay, the whole thing. Mm. I don't like it, but, you know, yeah, it's my history. It's, it's, it's American history. I can't, you know. I think a lot of people use... Oh, it's Native American burial ground and so it's... All, I think oh, that oh, people oh. use that. Yeah. And that's what irritates me. This is legit. So, it is what it is. Anyway... So back in 2005, in October, the park gained its viewers um, and popularity from a TV network's scariest places on Earth reality show. Um, While the group was sitting there, a psychic that had been authorized to come with them by the network had wanted to leave the land because of the, quote, spiritual energy being too strong. Uh, The TV show staff would refuse to approach the amusement park at night because of the uneasy, frightened feelings and unease that the the cast and the staff would get. Um, in addition, uh, and as, as you had sort of kind of mentioned in your part, I mean, the, the park has been through a number of different like deaths on the property and, mm. and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, uh, at one point in 1926, it had closed due to the hauntings and the murder. So uh, mm. yeah, make of all of that what you will if you are in West Virginia Um, and you, you want to see something kind of, you know, unique and different and creepy as fuck. Uh, I recommend it. All right. I definitely recommend it. So, um, in my no, no, before you go, uh, Lake Shawnee Amusement Park is located at 470 Mataoka. No. Yeah. Oh my God. I said it right. Uh, 470 Mataoka Road. In Rock, West Virginia, you can contact them at area code 304-921-1580. And if you're interested in any of their Halloween events, you can visit their website at eventscom Okay. So that's what I have on Lake Shawnee. I, I definitely do want to see it. We will be going there when you come visit me in North Carolina. <laughs> um Yeah, so I thought that was a great, that was a great little one. So the next place, guys, that we're going to talk to you about is Goatman's Bridge or Old Alton Bridge in Texas. And so we will be right back and jump right into the very next one here in just a moment. And we're back. Yay. Hi. Sorry, guys. Had a, you know, bathroom break, smoke break, drink refill, like the whole bit. (laughs) <laughs> all right, so now we're doing Goatman's Bridge, also known as the... Is it the old Alton Bridge? Do I have that right? Yes. Okay, all right. Talk to me about the history of this place.
1: All right, what I got I found on legendsofamerica.com,
0: one of our favorite go-tos. Yep, I, mine came from... someone. of mine came from that, too. Okay. Yeah.
1: About three and a half miles from present-day town of Corinth in Denton County, Texas, once stood the small village of Alton which for a decade served as the denton county seat i have a question yes
0: do we know where in texas this is because i failed to look that up
1: i you know uh, strangely enough i didn't either (laughs) mr map
0: didn't (laughs) either okay all right well it's in in somewhere in that tiny state of texas tiny tiny state of texas
1: (laughs) When Denton County was formed in 1846, the first pioneers chose a place along Pecan Creek for the first county seat and named it Pinckneyville in honor of Texas' first governor, James Pinckney Henderson. But Pinckneyville would hold the title only two years and never develop into a town. Water shortages forced the county seat to move to a new site in June 1848. Located less than a mile from present-day Corinth, on a high ridge between Pecan Creek and Hickory Creek, the new town site was called Alton. Though commissioners were appointed and directed to lay out a town and sell lots, there are no records that this was ever done and no public buildings were ever erected. You have a question.
0: I just looked it up really quick. It's just barely north of Dallas. Okay. Okay, sorry. Go on
1: in fact the only residence that existed was that of a man named w c baines who established a farmstead long before the designation of the new county seat county business was held at the baines residence most of the time under the shade trees in his yard the location
0: this place i'm telling you
1: (laughs) (laughs) the location of the second county seat also proved to be unfavorable due to lack of potable water and the state legislature soon directed that the site be moved again the third county seat location was designated in november of 1850 about five miles southwest of present-day corinth on hickory creek the new site retained the name of elton and applied for a post office this location did grow, and before long, it boasted a hotel and two stores.
0: Oh, shut up. Oh, really? I know. Was it like 19 churches, or was it like one church and 14 gambling halls? Or By
1: 1856, the small town boasted several homes, a blacksmith shop, three stores, a school, saloon, hotel, two doctors, and several lawyers. As you do.
0: <laughs> I mean, wow, I'm, I'm surprised there weren't any gambling halls. I, I know maybe the, that's just like a, a west west thing <laughs> well
1: the hickory creek baptist church which continues to stand was organized in 1855
0: oh my god really so and that, wait it stands but is it still in use It's still there
1: i don't know if it's still in use but from what i read it's
0: still there that's really cool i like that
1: though the fledgling town had begun to grow the location of the county seat was still unsatisfactory for the majority of denton county residents who soon petitioned for yet another county seat jesus picky as fuck right one that was more centrally located and again one with better water put to a vote in november of 1856 the county seat was moved again to denton (laughs) (laughs) jesus town site lots began to be auctioned in january of 1857 in the meantime, Alton began to die as many of his businesses moved to the new county seat. In May 1859, its post office doors closed forever.
0: Oh, my all right.
1: There is little remaining of the old town site today except for the Hickory Creek Baptist Church and the old Alton Cemetery, uh, which contains <laughs> graves that date back to 1852. The church is located at 5724 Teasley Lane, FM Road 2181, denton texas next to the church is the cemetery well that sounds easy as fuck to get to right years later in 1884 long after elton had died an iron through truss bridge was built over his hickory creek on copper canyon road south of the old town site
0: <laughs> god wow okay oh so the bridge yeah, came it, after the bridge the town. came
1: after the town Built by the King Bridge Company of Cleveland, Ohio, the 145-foot-long bridge would serve area travelers for more than
0: a century. So it's a means to get to the new county seat. Mm-hmm.
1: Called the old Alton Bridge, sometimes the Argyle Bridge, and is better known amongst the locals as the, quote, Goatman's bridge. It was first built to carry horses, but would later carry vehicles across the creek. Hmm, okay. It continued to be used until about 2001, when it was replaced with a concrete and steel bridge and a new road, which straightened out a sharp curve. Before the Um, new bridge was built, motorists were required to honk their horns on the one-lane bridge to let other travelers know they were coming.
0: That is a dangerous, sketchy bridge. (laughs)
1: Jesus. (laughs) The bridge was listed on the National Register of Historic Places in July 1988 and closed to vehicle traffic in 2001. It is open only to pedestrians today.
0: I think that's fascinating that that recently it was...
1: It was still in use. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's interesting. Half a century after the bridge was built, an African-American named Oscar Washburn settled with his family near the bridge. Earning his living raising goats, he was soon called the, quote, goat man by the locals. an honest businessman, his goat raising business was a success. Unfortunately, there were those who did not welcome a successful black man within their midst. When Washburn posted a sign on the bridge that advertised... Quote, ...this way to the Goatman, it angered local Klansmen. On a dark night in August 1938, these hateful men crossed the bridge... ...without their headlights, then burst into Washburn's home... ...and drug him from his family mm. to the bridge. The Klansmen then fitted a noose over his head... ...and pushed him over the side of the bridge. However, when they looked over to make sure he was dead could only see the rope. Mm-hmm. Washburn was gone and was never seen again. These hateful clansmen then went back to his home and killed the rest of his family. Mm-hmm. And on that light note, Carrie, I will hand the story over to you.
0: Carrie, <laughs> <laughs> take it away with the horror and the ghosts and the awful, awful <sighs> effects of... The actions that I just talked about in my history. Oh God, this poor family. Okay, so um, let's talk about it. Let's let's uh, let's get into this disgusting aftermath of hmm. that man's murder. Uh, I got my information from wedentondoit.com. dot com. What? <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> Discover Denton Legends of America local. Uh, so Discover Denton. And legendsofamerica.com, LocalWiki.org, TimberCreekTalon.com, and Wikipedia.com. Um, I do want to say that, um, truly, this is more of a terrifying urban legend than a legitimate haunting.
1: Oh, and they're everywhere.
0: They're everywhere.
1: Everywhere there's an abandoned mm-hmm. bridge, there's a story and an urban legend. Exactly.
0: Um, but it has become so famous and so ingrained in the local lore... In that area that it, it definitely warrants the story being told mm, for sure for sure so um it is reported that washburn was never seen again uh they say however that a vengeful vengeful spirit has haunted old alton bridge ever since this one is another one that's always covered in all my favorite shows oh, okay. scariest places in america <laughs> most terrifying places <laughs> Uh, your buddy and mine, Zach Bagans, Ghost Adventures, has done a full episode on this bridge. Oh, wow. As has our very genuinely favorites, Ryan and Shane of Buzzfeed and <laughs> Salt, has done an episode on Old Alton Bridge. Oh, my God. Did you know that? No, I didn't. You didn't? didn't. Mm. Yeah. I mean, so, <laughs> sidebar, um, when, I, when I'm working, I usually want to, inve- like, I watch a lot of YouTube videos on episode locations that we're doing Mm -hmm. um and buzzfeed has done a number of 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 episodes um so youtube does have buzzfeed unsolved marathons so i just turn those on because they're generally like four to six hours long and i just like let them run all day long while i'm working right so i think i've seen just about every paranormal and true crime buzzfeed unsolved (laughs) they've made (laughs) but anyway So the local legend says that if you knock on the steel bridge three times at midnight or perhaps turn off your car lights and honk three times in summons, then you dare a visitation from the vengeful goat man that's preceded by the stench of decaying flesh. Why would you Uh, do this? Yuck. People are weird. I mean, sometimes people are weird and sometimes people suck. (laughs) Um, That's a bingo square. Go ahead and mark that off. (laughs) (laughs) Um, there are a number of reports that tell of unholy glowing eyes that burn red from the darkness uh, along with eerie glimpses of a large snarling goat-headed man beast stomping in the wooded shadows or a frightening apparition of a maniacal satyr carrying the heads of goats or humans in its hands oh yuck to all what's a satyr so a satyr is like a half man half horse Mythical figure. Okay. Yeah. Um. So that.
1: And this chap one with the head of a goat.
0: Yeah. Is yeah. Um,
1: Got a lot going on there. There's buddy.
0: <laughs> a lot going on, right? Uh, make up your goddamn mind. Oh no. Uh, the terrifying encounters and the reported vanishings. So people have been reported to go missing along this bridge. Oh. Um. They've been so frequent, um, that they actually. <laughs> warrant numerous investigations by police and paranormal groups. Oh. Well,
1: well, I mean, yeah. who's okay. going to
0: crack the case wide open first?
1: Oh, it'll be us for sure.
0: For <laughs> sure. You heard it here first. Um, we're going to be interviewed on the news any minute now. I'm convinced. <laughs> but anyway, um, there are, however, more than one um, version that it does attempt to explain the um, why a century of recurring frights and sightings are encountered at this bridge? Um, so there are some people that do attribute the work um, of Satanists who opened a portal for a quote hell spawn demon.
1: Oh,
0: ish. Uh, while others say the Goat Man's wife is also there eternally searching for her murdered children. Oh God! Which I think is terrible and awful and horrible and disgusting. I um, actually, yeah. No, 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 no. Um, so there is actually another variation of this story that predates the bridge itself. In an account that may go back as far as the 1860s Texas Troubles, Oh. Um, some Copper Canyon cowboys apparently lynched a Creole slave goat herder named Jack Kendall from a tall creekside tree where the bridge now stands. But apparently their ineptitude... In their ineptitude, they actually um, separated the runaway slave's head from his body. I mean, there's no pretty way to paint that picture. No, not at all. No. Um, The slavers then watched in horror as the headless body raised itself up from the creek bed mud, animated by voodoo. Oh. And ripped off the head of a nearby goat to replace his own, still dangling in the noose. Oh. (laughs) I, I mean is this what you were waiting to tell me <laughs> surprise no oh. this isn't it this isn't it um, my surprise for you I said you were going to love and find hysterical do oh. you love this oh. and find it hysterical <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's, then there's something wrong with me there no what? I just found that generally
0: horrifying Hor- yeah I, I if my phone was close I would have taken a picture of Archie's face because it went from shock to utter disgust I might vomit up all of my Slimer drink <laughs> Which we're drinking again this week. But essentially, regardless of which origin story gets told, old timers warn that knocking three times or honking three times around the bridge is an invitation to judgment since the ghastly goat man only spirits away those with the bloodlines of clansmen or slave owners into the woods for his terrible revenge. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, you're like, I don't have any of that. I'm perking right up at that. I don't have any of that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, go get that revenge. <laughs> I'm getting for you. Go, go, go. Well, go we will go. cheer you on. <laughs> so, um, some people do claim to hear horses running through the forest. Um, they also claim to hear someone drowning in the river underneath the bridge. Which, if you were to hear that, like be doing a paranormal investigation, you were to hear that and just write it up as paranormal, but somebody's actually drowning in the fucking oh, river. God. That would be, mm, I. I would like to think that, that everybody would go and just make sh- to check that one out. Mm-hmm. If you don't look at anything else. I'm sorry, Leia. Are, are we... Can, you can't fluff the couch. Why are you scratching at it? Hey. No. Hey. Hey. There she go. Okay. She's like, I don't like this story at all. At all. At all. <laughs> um, <laughs> in addition, um, there, are, there have been EVPs caught and heard of ominous growling behind bushes and trees. Which, that could be, you know, that that's easily debunkable, I think. To, I mean, it's animals. Right. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that could be anything. Um, but angry, I suppose, angry goats. Angry goats. Angry goat men. Angry, you never, you just <laughs> don't know. Um, no solid answer has actually been given for any of these anomalies, only leaving more questions to be left unanswered. Mm. Tater, are you good now? I think so. Okay, good. <laughs> Um one thing that has been proven to be true which is beyond fucking disturbing is that satanic rituals, séances and other strange phenomena are r- rumored to be occurring in the location since the time of either one of these legends. Oh jeez. Uh, this makes Goatman's Bridge a hot spot for paranormal investigators, enthusiasts and podcasters. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> And I actually waved to Archie. You guys can't see it, but I did. I waved. Um, Now, the author of the Discover Denton article that I had referenced as one of my sources Hmm. said that he and another writer went on a paranormal investigation with the Lake City's Paranormal Investigations. Um, And this was led by a woman named Becky Vickers. She leads ghost tours one weekend a month and says that her groups have had many paranormal experiences there. Um, including hearing voices, seeing orbs, and some people even even being scratched. Mm. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting that uh, by all intents and purposes, this is a an urban legend, but there is some stuff happening. There's some activity. There's some activity there. Mm. Um, the author writes that on their investigation, they immediately began picking up activity spikes on their EMF, which again is the elective electromagnetic frequency scanner so it picks Mm -hmm. up like if there's any electricity running through an area or a building like if you put it toward like an outlet it's gonna spike because obviously that's putting off electromagnetic fields gotcha um and then they also got temperature drops on their thermo scanners Mm. in just random like places so i i think that's interesting because there's probably no places giving off any electricity around an old abandoned bridge Mm. true you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think that's fascinating. Um, certainly not around like forest areas. Um, anyway, the group found what looked to be this is this creeped me out. When I was typing this, I was like, I'm gonna barf. <laughs> <laughs> so the group found what looked to be a nest type thing. It was handmade and had mesh netting around it and the inner sticks, like in the, like the. C- cup of the nest, I don't know how wait, we want to call that. But like the where the <laughs> bird I sits. I don't know what your hand gestures are. <laughs> <laughs> in the little like this part of the nest. Okay. The whole like divot whatever. <laughs> in the nest, center of the nest. The in the inner sticks of that were burned along its edges. Oh. Um, it was tucked out of line of sight and it seems satanic in nature. Yeah. Apparently it creeped the entire group out. Um, But Becky, this lead investigator, this lead tour guide, uh, told them that police have confirmed that satanic rituals have and still do take place out there. Uh, They sometimes have to go out there and check around to make sure nothing is going on. And they have seen people with fires going and robes on. (sighs) (sighs) I know. We're just like the most disgusted (sighs) ever. So she also said that the KKK would often wait for black people and women to pass by on the bridge and attack them during the dead of night. Um, She talked of a low growl that can typically be seen or I'm sorry, a low growl that can typically be heard in the ears of just women and lantern lights that can be seen hanging low to the ground. Um, Again, of course, Ghost Adventures did an episode about the bridge and the cast and the crew did confirm seeing and hearing these same things but the author of this article says that his group didn't experience any of that on their particular mm-hmm. night um, so the tale continues that um, oh god when travelers would cross the bridge at night with their headlights off again they would meet the goat man on the other side these tales are obviously old as as you mentioned cars the bridge has been closed to vehicle traffic since 2001 mm-hmm but a number of other reports tell of numerous abandoned cars that have been found near the bridge mm. with their occupants missing oh Mm-hmm. others have reported seeing a ghostly man herding goats over the bridge while others say that they have seen the apparition staring at them holding a goat head under each of its arms mm. mm-hmm. not loving that one mm. that's a good one not great Mm-hmm. not, not a great one Stranger stories even include people having seen a creature that resembles a half-goat, half-man. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Visitors sometimes tell of seeing mysterious lights in the area, of car doors locking and unlocking of their own accord, numerous vehicle breakdowns while near the old viaduct that's near the bridge. Mm. According to legend, if you visit on Halloween and honk your your car horn twice, you can see Goatman's glowing eyes. I have no desire to do any of this. (laughs) None. Um, And apparently the goat man is evidently not alone. And I found this really interesting. So other reports tell of a woman's spirit who wanders the area allegedly in search of her lost baby or children, which some have attributed to the goat man's wife. Mm -hmm. But others suggest that maybe the spirit is that of La Llorona. Oh, who is also a well-known haunting mm-hmm. in the rivers of the Southwest, this is including true. here in Arizona. Oh yeah, yeah. So I thought that was pretty interesting That's too. Interesting, yeah. So um, now you're not going to find the names of Oscar Washburn or Jack Candle in any historical records. Most ghosts are given names um, because we need to feel like we can know them. So the author of this article writes. Quote As a mentor once wisely advised, never let the facts of a story obscure the truths in the tale. If history is the self congratulatory narrative of a community written by its victorious elite, then our ghosts will often problematize and haunt such tiny tidy romanticisms of back in the day. Mm, and I thought that was pretty That's pretty accurate. Pretty poignant mm-hmm. as well. He goes on to say a handful of states have a goat man tale. With Texas having a few itself, but each expresses unique reminders of threats from a forgotten past. Liminal areas of crossing can be full of possibility and danger. Present injustices are informed by past prejudices, and there are critters like snakes or gators down in the creek that youngins might ought to be leery of. The Goatman isn't just a haunting campfire tale. It's also a reminder that an ignorance of our history is no protection from its everlasting consequences.
1: Oh, I like that.
0: I loved that. That's amazing. Wasn't that amazing? That's awesome. So, in closing, for Goatman's Bridge in my part, I do want to tell you, or Jane, mm. that the bridge's true name is Goatman's Bridge. However... In the episode of BuzzFeed Unsolved, titled The Demonic Goatman's Bridge, BuzzFeed workers Shane Madey and Ryan Bergara joked around in the on the Goatman's Bridge, and even went as far as claiming the bridge, Shane went as far as claiming the bridge was his, saying, quote, it's our bridge now, and you fucking wimp. Shane. In which he refers to the so-called Goatman. Oh, Lord. Thus... He's trying to provoke a response. Uh-huh. Yeah. They even, <laughs> they even do, like, the whole Ouija board thing and everything. Oh, my Ryan God. Ryan is terrified. Shane is like... M-m-m-m-m. As Shane is. We love him. <laughs> but, thus, fans of the series have become have begun calling it Shane and Ryan's Bridge. Oh, Lord. In honor of them. <clears throat> oh, no. This is where... This is my surprise. Oh, no. <laughs> this became a running joke among fans who edited the Wikipedia page to call it Shane Madej's Bridge instead of Goatman's Bridge. Oh, God. It gets better. Oh, no. So often that it had to be protected from editing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And I did. I checked it and it is locked from editing. Oh, God. Only registered users can edit the entry and even then they have to submit a request to edit to Wikipedia. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Jesus. And I loved it. I was like, Archie is going to fucking love this. <laughs> Isn't that wild? Shane Madey's bridge to the point that Wikipedia oh, actually had to lock it down. God. Isn't that. Hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. I know. Crazy. So, anyway, in my know before you go, uh, the bridge is located about seven miles south of Denton, which, like I said, is just north of Dallas. Um, if you want directions, if you're actually going to go, here are the directions. You take the I-35 east-south U.S.-77 south to exit 463 and you merge onto the I-35 frontage road. Turn right at Lillian Miller Parkway and go about eight-tenths of a mile where the road becomes Farm to Market Road, 2181 slash Teasley Lane. Continue 3.2 miles and turn right at Old Alton Road. Oh, I know right where that is. I mean, Mr. Map, <laughs> of course you do. Anyway, that's right. it. That's that's Goatman's Bridge. I I love it. It's one of my favorites. And... um. I really, uh, I'm amused I'm as all get out by fans of BuzzFeed and Unsolved changing the Wikipedia page so many times that Wikipedia <laughs> oh was God. like, fuck this, we gotta lock it down. Oh,
1: um, man.
0: <laughs> and I do, I really do like the, um, the fact that, you know, just about every location, many locations, you know, have one of these urban legends to kind of, you know, remind children. Hmm? you know be careful uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's i think it's interesting um because i am positive that this story has actually happened in places and maybe it's just sort of been told so many times and kind of taken on a life of its own and oh, been I, born I, I, in other cities and towns around oh, yeah. the country
1: even states mm-hmm. I, I, and coincidentally back in southeast lower michigan hmm. there is a denton road bridge Really? Mm-hmm. That it's supposed to be haunted with the red glowing eyes and all that good stuff. and
0: I mean, it's a good cautionary tale, oh, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. You know, don't go tramping across this fucking bridge when you're a your little <laughs> kid. And, you know, this is going to happen. You're going to meet the goat man, and he's going to, you know. He's um, going to glow his eyes at you. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to see any red glowing eyes in the middle of the night. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So let That's us great. know, guys. What do you think of these these two locations? Lake Shawnee? Abandoned Haunted Amusement Park and Goatman's Bridge, a.k.a. the Old Alton Bridge. Um, Drop us a comment. Send us a message. All right. Um, We love you, and we will be back in another two weeks with two new crazy locations. Um, In the meantime, we're going to go. We're going to order some... Well, it's 3 o'clock now, so we're probably going to order a a lunch-dinner situation. (laughs) A a linner, if you will. And then we're going to record a regular episode. This week's episode is going to be on the Ancient Ram's Inn in England. And you all know how much I love an English haunted location. So I'm very (laughs) excited about that. But we love you. Thank you so, so much. And we will see you in a couple of weeks with the next mini episode. All right. Take care, everybody. Bye, guys.